The Airbus 319LR bearing the Nakashima Industries logo vibrated only slightly as the plane changed altitude and dropped out of the current of a tropical jet stream, which flowed at the height of 32,000 feet from the Tibetan Plateau to Africa at a speed of 220 miles per hour. It was a headwind that hindered even the most efficient aircraft. The pilot took the aircraft up to 35,000 feet so that he could fly faster. Apart from the slight vibration, the aircraft's eight passengers didn't notice anything. They had problems of their own. Nakashima sat opposite Peter in the aircraft's conference room, eating steamed dumplings, which the onboard chef had just made. Bueller was also at the table, sitting a bit to one side. Peter was the only one who didn't feel up to food. You will be able to save her. Suddenly he was sure of it. Eat, Mr. Adam. You have to. You have to. You are Seth, Peter said. Why don't we just give up this pantomime? I am not Seth, Nakashima replied calmly. As I have already said, I am not your enemy. Reluctantly, Peter picked up a dumpling with the chopsticks that lay in front of him and put it in his mouth. It tasted good. Sweet pork with a hint of cinnamon. All of a sudden, Peter realized how hungry he was and how quickly he could regain his appetite. The luxuriously equipped A319 was optimized for long-haul travel and had been waiting for them at Santiago de Compostela Airport, already refueled. Peter hadn't hesitated in accepting Nakashima's offer once he had seen the video on his smartphone. The video. He could still see it. Three minutes of it. Three long, horrible minutes. Then all over again. Again and again. After eating, they went back into the rear section of the airbus, where the communications control center was. Three technicians were working fervently on the analysis of the video and the mobile phone, which some unknown person had left for Nakashima at the Hostal de las Reyes Catolicos in Santiago. Or so he says. Peter had no idea how many times he had watched the film in the last few hours. Every time he watched it, he tried to concentrate on peripheral details that might give some clue as to where the video had come from or where it had been made, but the only thing he could see was Maria's face. The lighting was bad, but she could clearly be seen sitting on a chair in a warehouse, her hands behind the back of the chair, although it was impossible to tell if they were tied. Throughout her short speech, she stared constantly at a point beyond the camera, possibly at the text of the message possibly at her two abductors, whose shadows could clearly be made out by her feet. There were no signs of violence on her face, and she spoke slowly in a clear voice. My name is Maria Eichner. I am in the custody of the Bearers of the Light. This is a message for Peter Adam. She paused briefly and winced, as if in response to his sudden sharp pain, then continued. They are going to kill me, Peter. I have no doubt about that. The point is that they will torture me until you get here. I am with Seth in Nepal. I am sorry that it has come to this, and I ask you not to help me. On no account even try. They will kill you too. My faith in the Holy Virgin will give me the strength to endure this martyrdom. They are giving you twenty-four hours. You will receive the precise coordinates as soon as you land in Kathmandu. Keep hold of the mobile phone you were using to watch this video. All further communications will be made via this phone. According to them, the fact that this phone was deliberately sent via Nakashima will make it clear to you that they had the situation fully under control. They say that as soon as you arrive at their headquarters, they will stop torturing me and will kill me quickly and painlessly. She paused again briefly, took a breath, and held up one hand in front of the camera. It was covered in blood, and the little finger was missing.
It was the worst bit of the whole film because Maria lost her self-control and burst into tears, struggling for words and still holding out her bloody, mutilated hand in front of the camera, until somebody behind it whispered something incomprehensible. Then Maria pulled herself together and in a trembling voice said, Give me a minute. She closed her eyes briefly and then her voice breaking said, I love you, Peter. I loved you from the first minute I saw you. I loved you when I pulled you out of the well in Sicily. I loved you when we sat eating fish together in Avignon while we were looking for the prophecy of Malachi. I loved you when we slept together at your parents' house, and I loved you still when you were unconscious and we brought you and your severed hand to Nakashima. I loved you the whole six weeks you lay in a coma. I loved you when you vanished and turned up again. I loved you when you were in Nicholas's body, and I simply don't care what happened in those days you have no recollection of. I only want you to know that I don't regret anything that happened. The Lord is my shepherd, and I beg you not to come to Nepal.